Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets. We bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 87 237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets, for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. You're very welcome to Late Lunch this Thursday afternoon. Well, boss, I did what you asked of me last night. I got the cheese and onion bag of crisps. I got the ready salted peanuts. And Margaret had dairy milk chocolate. We hadn't the buttons. You wanted me to get buttons, didn't you? We we hadn't the buttons. But but I can't hear you. You better put up your microphone because uh, putting up your microphone would be oh handy. God, what is with me I, these I, days? I, I could hear you and, and everyone else could hear you as well. Yeah, no, buttons. I don't think you'd get buttons in a pub, would you? No, there wasn't. But there was dairy milk chocolate. So what I did was open the cheese and onion, poured in the, uh, the nuts, gave them a good shake together and then got the chocolate as well and combined it. And we did the taste. And so you put all three in the one bag together. Three right. together. Okay, how'd it go down? Very well. Mm. Very well. Mm. There was five of us there. Two refused to taste. They wouldn't have it at all. So they they need so, Rennies. Yeah, they're so conservative <laughs> and everything. But three did. And honestly, really enjoyed the combination. That lady who messaged us in yesterday with the, the button, she said, the yeah, chocolate yeah. with the crisps. So the but, chocolate with the crisps is <laughs> and, nice. And the peanuts. <laughs> and the okay. peanuts as well. Because we thought chocolate, pe- chocolate and crisps <laughs> and then peanuts with crisps but mm. you just said flip it and did the whole thing together the whole lot together okay. and washed down with a glug of Moretti so out of ten. Oh god it's eight to nine. Oh, mm. Mm. eight to nine. sue is waiting on the line and i hear her going woo as well and sue ditched all those uh sweet things did you not uh, telling you i used to you know what i used to have in um in college was um, popcorn, potato crisps and Maltesers in the bag. Oh. Oh. I'm on my way to the shop. <laughs> Telling you. <laughs> so am I. So you talk away there, Sue. You're on your own. You're hosting late lunch for the yeah. next one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, folks, this is Sue Masterson and you know her well because she's a fantastic lady. She kicked the hooch many moons ago and we've been tic-tacking with her ever since on that and other matters as well. And she's back. You know what? You've given us another interesting combination there. And this is a, I think, Sue, this is a rolling story. People have d- interesting and different combinations and we're going to have to pick up on this from here. So what did you say again? Popcorn? Popcorn, tato, uh, cheese and onion, tato and Maltesers. 
Wow, that does sound sexy, mm. I have to say. Any I combinations like for salt and vinegar crisps? They're all mm. cheese and onion oh, crisps. Oh, yeah, I wonder. I haven't done the salt and vinegar. Mm. No, we'll have to see if there's anybody anybody out there with those uh, combinations. 086-1800-658. Come on, WhatsApp or text us. If you're anything on the salt and vinegar line, Louise would really appreciate it. Anyway, Sue Masterson, let's get down to business here because <laughs> I want to tell our listeners that you have experience now of returning to the dating scene in your forties. Oh, yes, it is great fun altogether. Oh, I wish I could say that. Oh, Jerry, it's awful. <laughs> is it that bad, really? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, the stories I have to tell you, like so. If I'm not on doing the online dating, yeah. and uh, I can I name the name or yes, do I no, not please, name the app? No, name. Tell us where are you? Yes. Okay, so I joined Bumble. So Bumble is where you match the girl kind of you, you kind of match with whoever, but then it's up to the girl to text first to send the first message, okay. and you have twenty four hours when you from when you match to send the first message. You have twenty four hours. So you do message away and then they have 24 hours to reply to you or whatever. So it's like, it's fine. But wait, are you ready for my stories? I'm ready. <laughs> I am ready. So, chant to this guy. Um, I've been, this is the one, the most recent one. I was chatting to this guy for a good few weeks and he went off on holidays to Spain, was still contacting me while he was away on Spain on his holidays. Everything great. Then I had mentioned that I'd been to, that we had arranged to meet this Saturday for a coffee mm-hmm. and a walk, which was great. And then I mentioned that I'd been to the hairdresser and I had to go a couple of light shader, a light shade lighter on my hair because the good old grey hair. Mm. Within two weeks, I, was, I wasn't looking great, like, you know, so I just <laughs> said, right, I'm going to go a little bit lighter, hide the greys. She said, send me a picture. <laughs> I sent him a picture and you know what he did? He unmatched me. Didn't even say anything back. Just unmatched me. Oh, my. What? Oh, my. And you, you, you'd been tic-tacking with this for, yes. For about three weeks. Like, that- about three weeks. Lots of things in common. Having a good laugh. And then I send a picture. I'm a very different colour and I was unmatched. Oh, well, now, isn't that Isn't just that? I awful. just think, look, this is what happens with the online dating, but I just was like, ah, oh, stop it now. But you know what? I have to say on a serious note, I know I always have a laugh and everything, mm. but it's very lucky that I have, like, decent self-esteem mm. and I'm quite confident do you know that way yes. if that was somebody else who was just going back out dating after a marriage break up or after whatever after being in a bad relationship and he did that to them they wouldn't have the same reaction that I I just laughed and kind of went that speaks volumes about you not me do you know good luck mm. to you do you know I laughed Yes. but others mightn't do you know what I mean yeah. and so I don't know and he has a daughter so I'd, I'd love if he was listening to go if somebody treated your daughter like that what would your reaction be and if you wouldn't be happy then don't do it to others no there you go now no and, 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 and just, just tell us your circumstances you have two boys is it I have two boys yeah they're uh, 22 and ni- um, God, Aaron will be 19 in January so 20 okay. and 18 and, and you're in your 40s and do they know that you are you know in the, out there dating again did you yeah, s- yeah, yeah. yeah I do show them I give them the app sometimes to see if they want to swipe left or right for me <laughs> a good woman here boys meet your new dad <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm only joking I'm only joking I know I know you are I know you are so, so, th- so there's an example of a guy so is Bumble your platform is that the one you've yeah, stayed yeah that's what with? I what I use so I think I might 
use a different one now though. Okay. I've got a couple of new picks of my new colour hair and I uh, don't want to be catfishing them like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I want them to, to unmatch with me. <laughs> oh God. And, and you know when you go on there first, tell tell me this, is it looks, are you looking for looks or do you read their biography? I presume there's a little I, spiel about them. And yeah. What do you go for? What do you... I read them because looks to me, would you believe it? Because your man is no oil painting either. <laughs> looks to me aren't that important. It depends. I read them purely. There's a couple of reasons why I read them because I like want to see if I have something in common. Also, if they're thinking that they still want children, I most certainly don't. I'll be 46 next month. No thanks to your grand. Do you know? So yeah. I'd be like, right. So I'd kind of read it to make sure because if there's something that they are looking for that I'm not interested in, I don't want to waste their time or my time. Do mm. you know what I mean? So I do. I read the profiles and then just see if there's something in common and if they're witty or whatever in their profile, I'll um, I'll swipe right. Okay. But like, it's not necessarily, that's one thing with me, like it's not necessarily, ne- necessarily the looks. But like this guy had a kind face, so, so I thought. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, so I do, I, re- I do read through the profiles. I know a lot of people may not can I just say as well, I don't want to sound as if I'm man bashing because I've also heard from my male friends who are on the app that women can be bad too. So I just yes. want to make sure yeah. I'm not works man bashing. Yeah, yeah works absolutely. But, but, you know, so you look at the profile and I'm sure people go for looks as well, of course, but the yes. profile I- is the thing with, with you. And in general sense, you're on there now and you're seeing who's on there. What is the landscape like? Are, are a lot of people on Bumble, like yourself, would you think, returning to this of an age in their 40s? Or, or, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. lots and older as well. There's okay. lots older as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, like, you can put in your age range. So I think I had mine at 43 to 55. Mm. So, okay. But you're like, I'm not fussy. I might change that down to 22 to 90 now. Like, you know what I mean? We, <laughs> it's a well, well, I tell you, we want to hear that story when you click with that 22-year-old. Don't give oh, that to no. anybody else. Could I want to hear imagine? that one. Could you imagine? is right. But for you as well, just to ask you, when you went in, you, you as you said, the photograph and this idiot of a man that then knocked you off his, yeah. uh, his, his focus and um, for you 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 honestly tell people who you are what you are and the yes. other thing I was thinking about do you include that you are a non-drinker now do you put yes, that down definitely yeah so they give you the option so like whether you drink or smoke so for drinking now I say never and smoking never mm. there is a sober one as well so if somebody's sober they have that option as well or if they drink or they're an occasional drinker or they're they often drink Yes. It's a mixture of them, but I always put in never. So was this reason, Guy, this fella was your focus. Anyone else catch your eye or did you fish for anyone well, else? There's, oh, there's another guy and uh, he unmatched me. He was very nice, though, about it, but because I was vaccinated, he unmatched me. <laughs> Go away. Honestly, no joke. And I was wondering, because, you know, I was saying you're given 24 hours. So in the last hour, it turns red on the app going, you haven't spoken to this guy. So I'm like, Jim, you actually looks all right. And I, I kind of glanced through his profile again. And I went right on the message to him. And uh, then he said, can I ask you a personal question? And I was like, absolutely. And he said, uh, have you been vaccinated and I said, and then I remember recalling a line of his profile was, if you're not, if you're vaccinated, he doesn't want to match. And I was like, so sorry, that's why I've left you till so long. I am. And uh, so I was like, sorry about that. That was but, it. Yeah. 
Yeah, but that. Like, do you know what? He was, but he was nice about it, not like this mm. other guy. Mm. And this guy, at least I know you do laugh about, like, but each their own about the vaccinations. And, like, look, everybody has their different reasons for whatever. Yes. But he was nice about it. And he even said, like, do you know, like, you seem like such a lovely girl. Wish you the best of luck. Take care. And that was nice, yeah. you know, like saying that. I'd I'd sooner meet him than that other guy if I was, mm. do you know what I mean? Mm. Again, but like... I'd never have thought vaccination would be a deal breaker, but there you are. Who am I? It? Yeah, there's oh, people... I didn't lie. Yeah. Just, yeah. But like, oh, you just have to laugh. Honestly, Jerry, it's, it's hilarious. Like, it's just so do you, funny. Do you know, can I say this to you? You know, are you not, like, fearful that you could, you know, hook up with a, a wrong person altogether, um, you know, and, and yeah. false profile, all this type of oh, thing. Oh, no, you have to be verified on Bumble as well. I look for the verified, so you get a blue kind of symbol on it to say they're fe- verified, so that you have to take an image of yourself on the profile and then they verify that you are that person in the photos. Mm. So that's one good thing. Um, so, no, I'd be very careful, and if I was to meet people this time around, now, I haven't met anybody in person yet because they keep unmatching me. I'm only joking. <laughs> Well, they do, but uh, but um, what was I going to say? Um, but I'd be very careful where I'd meet them. I'd yes. meet them in a public. There's guidelines on all the apps. All okay. the apps will give you guidelines on how to be careful, and I will most certainly follow them. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. What, what about you know? Actually, you know, maybe meeting somebody in person is that more difficult now? Would you say? Yeah, I suppose because my lifestyle has changed, I yeah. guess, as well. Although on Saturday night now, I'm out in a pub in Dublin. And I won't tell you, just in case of luck, because people <laughs> be like, oh my God, I so want to meet her now. <laughs> so I can match with her in person. But um, what was I going to say? So uh, I'll be in a pub on on Saturday night, and I haven't been out in a pub for a long time. So mm. it'll be interesting to see then. But then because I'm out, like, I'll be in hiking groups and things like that. But I see, yeah, it's still, it's harder to meet somebody, I think. Mm. Yeah, the way of the world is seems to be, you know, that the initial contact is made online, and it works. Listen, it works perfectly for some people. There's no doubt about that. And there's matches made in heaven, and then of course there's others made in hell. So yeah. you know, it's 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 the two ends of the conundrum. So you haven't been put off, no, by what you've encountered. No, no. But you know what? With with your, the guy's attitude, it's motivated me more to go. Do you know what? They're not all like that. Like, do you know mm. that I know some nice guys. You know, but so it's just there has to be somebody out there. That ah, listen, <laughs> as as a, a man called Eamon in here says, there's someone for everyone, and he always says that about life, and that is the truest thing ever. But look at, will you keep us posted? You know, I'd love Will to do. come back to you, and if you make an old match, or maybe we just have an interesting old chat when that happens. And I wish you well. And I just want to say to the red blooded male population out there, <laughs> Bumble Sue Masterson, Bumble. Check her out. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Are you there, Malteser man? <laughs> <laughs> and bring a bring a packet of popcorn too and she's all yours Sue lovely to talk to you take care of yourself right, take care see you Jerry bye bye, bye, bye. bye. isn't that woman just a tonic even her laugh alone would just lift you on any afternoon she's a great sport she's going to find someone of course she is we'll keep an eye on that Jay Clark is Vice Chairperson of Boyne Fisherman's Rescue and Recovery Service and he joins me on the line hello Jay Not so bad. Last evening, tell us uh, about the uh, dramatic events, how they unfolded on the river. So yesterday evening there, shortly after um, 10 past 10, the emergency paging system was activated to reports of uh, a female after entering the water from the brew area. 
Um, as crews arrived on site, um, members of the public had successfully thrown a life ring to secure the casualty, while members of Laird Fire and Rescue managed to um, keep the casualty afloat um, using the flotation device until the arrival of our intro rescue boat, which then transferred the casualty um, to the slipway of the Boyan Fisherman's Boathouse, where medical crews provided first aid treatment to the casualty. So this lady went in just to market for people in the heart of Drogheda, sort of around the McDonald's restaurant area. Would that be the area of the river there? Yeah, it'd be just as yeah, it's just same um, in, in the vicinity of the, the McDonald's and Brew area. So okay. it'd be a quite high volume of traffic. And tide wise, at that stage of the evening, what was the tide at? High, low, or where was it? The tide was actually fairly high. It was approaching the high tide mark, and um, I think the high tide was probably around half ten. Um, so it was a nice high tide, um, which meant that, that there wasn't um, there wasn't a low tide, so that there was a good flow of water in mm, the river. Mm, yeah, and plenty of depth there as well. So fortunately for the, for the woman concerned, she was able to hold on to a flotation device. And it does show you again, you know, you often, and I don't have to remind you, Jay, when you see these vandalised or thrown in the river or taken away, that can be a life lost, but last night, a life saved. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We're always promoting that, and um, we urge people not to not to interfere with them. They are life-saving devices. Like last night, um, there was one thrown to the person in distress, and thankfully, uh, Laird Fire and Rescue were on hand alongside Draw the Guardian and ourselves, and they managed to um, they managed to keep the keep the casualty calm and 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 encouraging her to hold on to the life ring um, to to maintain to maintain. Um, maintain life until the arrival of the boat which which is great to see and it, it's a great use of the life ring You guys, just for, for, from a listener's point of view, ye carry pagers isn't it? and you can be anywhere in the course of your daily lives, it goes off and a number of you respond is that the way it works? That's correct, so um, we've about a team of about 20 on emergency pagers so we go about our day to day we could be in work, we could be at home and when the pagers sound the pages beep and they give us a voice message so it could say so last night it beeped and it said um, person in the water at say McDonald's or Brew um, and so the crews know then to respond that crews are split in two we've seen crew and boat crew the same crew are rescue swimmers where the boat crew uh, go get the boat and they, they respond to the call on, on the boat so um, I think last night um, for myself from the time a page or called to actually landing on scene it was it was approximately five to six minutes. Terrific response time. Ah, come here. It, 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 it's 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 a brilliant response time. And even like as, as I was saying earlier on, Laid Fire and Rescue there at the top of the hill, they were down. They, they were down fairly pronto as well, alongside Draw the Gaddy. Mm. Um, and it, it, it's all about. It's all about increasing the chain of survival. So the life ring there was the key point. It was thrown by members of the public, and then. She was encouraged to stay afloat on the life ring until the arrival of the of the boat, which extracted her from the water down to the down to the slippery at the boathouse. Yeah, no, t- it, it all came together last night. And how is how is that person now? The casualty from last night was taken to hospital, so we didn't actually hear an update this morning on the casualty. Um, but she was doing well when she left when she left the boathouse. She was going into hospital just for a further checkup. 
That's good news and uh, great to hear that, uh, you know, it's a good outcome for that person. Well done to everybody involved and especially yourselves. And you are looking for volunteers, aren't you, at the moment? I mentioned that, I think, on the show yesterday. Yeah, we are indeed. We're looking for volunteers, so we are. Um, if people are interested, they can contact us through the Facebook page or they can give us a shout on the, the landline number, which is 0419804876. Um, we're looking to increase the the members database so if people are interested in learning to save lives and work as part of a team they can get in contact with us doing great work and continued uh, success to you and well done everybody on last evening thank you for joining me on the show Jay no problem thanks for having me thanks take care now bye bye that's Jay Clark there Vice Chairperson of the Boyne Fisherman's Rescue and Recovery and a life saved last night and again I mentioned I said it in the course of our conversation do not touch life rings leave them they are life savers they really are Sue Masterson with us top of the show telling us about our travails dating online in our 40s my good friend Eddie's been on to say Sue there's a lid for every pot I love that one. That is a lovely saying for sure. Anyway, we move on on late lunch and you do know at this time on Garda Siakana are celebrating a century, 100 years. And there are many events organised here in the North East to mark this auspicious occasion. I'm joined on the show today by Superintendent Andrew Waters from the Loud Division and he's making his return to late lunch after quite some time. Andrew, you're very welcome. Thank you very much, Jerry. I'm delighted to be here. Thanks for joining me on the show. I was just uh, smiling uh, because you've sent me some history uh, nationally and locally about the force. And on the 7th of February, uh, uh, sorry, on the 9th of February, 1922, Michael Collins, the chairman of the Provisional Government of Ireland, convened a secret meeting to form a police organising committee in the Gresham Hotel. And Michael Staines, a TD, would be the first Garda commissioner. But, Andy, I was laughing. The first Garda passed out at a ceremony in the RDS on the 21st of February, 1922. They were only formed on the 9th. By God, it's changed, hasn't it? Yeah, that that certainly happened very quickly initially there, Jerry. but it's all changed completely mm. now. And I suppose uh, initially you had the Civic Guard was formed there in 1922, which evolved into what we now know as Garda Siakana. And uh, the training then initially was conducted in what's now Garda headquarters in the Phoenix Park. Uh, and it moved then on down to Templemore, uh, which is currently the Garda Training Centre now. Um, the training is much different now, certainly, and I suppose the, the Garda College Temple Moore is nearly much akin to a third level institute, uh, but definitely the training, and it's, it's over a two-year duration at the moment, whereas that first batch, probably by necessity, due to the political situation at the time, were probably rushed through a little bit. They yeah. had to be, yeah, as yeah, simple yeah, as that, yeah, but it was yeah. just brought a smile to my face when I saw it, when I think of the two years, as you said, it's like a degree course today, to be honest. Which it is indeed, Isn't yeah, it, to yeah, become yeah, a yeah, Garda? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. Um, just for listeners, uh, people will take, remember this in recent memory. You had the Loud Mead division. Yeah. What way is it structured now? Loud yeah. and Mead are separate. Yeah, um, the, 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 it was originally the Loud Mead division, okay? But uh, at the start of the 2000s, they aligned Garda divisions with county boundaries. So you had individual divisions in Loud and in Mead, okay? So now, currently, there's, there's a, a plan afoot. Uh, a new operational model from Garda Siakana and the plan is to merge some of the existing divisions uh, and to afford more autonomy say to the chief superintendents in each of the divisions the plan at the moment uh, is to join Loud with Cabin Monaghan division 
and the Mead Division have already now joined up with Westmead. Uh, the the Mead Westmead Division is a little bit further on than ours, but plans are afoot. Uh, and in place to merge Loud and Cabin Monaghan Division. So you'll be straddling the border yet again. And that's the thing. And you're here today to talk about the Loud Division. Yeah, but exactly. God, it's been on the front line always from the formation of the state, hasn't it? Oh, I mean, it has indeed. And, you know, uh, there were different stations in each of the towns. There's three districts, three districts in the Loud Division. There's Drogheda, Dundalk and RD. And just to give you a, a flair for it, Jerry, initially, in Dundalk back in 1922, there were stations in uh, Anne Street and in Bridge Street. And uh, they moved on then in 1946 to the new station in the Crescent, which is the current Garda station. I mean, that was uh, the governor's house there for the jail that was behind the station in Dundalk. In Drogheda, uh, initially, there were two Garda stations. Barlow House which was the old one at the top of the hill from where we are now. That was one on the north side. But there was also a station on the South Keys, where Eddie Rockets is now on the South Keys. So Drogheda actually had two Garda stations then, and then Barlow House became one Garda station, and then we moved to our current Garda station. Uh, and RD, RD as well. The, old, the original Garda station in RD was actually in Irish Street. And... They moved to the new Garda station in Jervis Street in 1956. So there was a whole range of initial stations and they merged and they changed. Currently, currently we have 12 Garda stations in the Loud Division. I'm getting an education, folks. I'm sure you are here today with Andy. God, I, for a young fella like myself, I never even knew about that south side one on the Drogheda yeah, area, yeah. which is my really bailing. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah. so interesting to hear that. It, it really is. Look, look when, when you think of where it's set out and, and how it all began here as well, those times I mentioned you've been on the front line here with the border and the new state and the, the divide. You know, from the word go, there was a real challenge to policing, wasn't there? Yeah, there were huge challenges for the, for the Loud Division, mm. and certainly the border uh, brought its own unique uh, challenges, like the 36 border crossings. So you can imagine the the challenges that face for a policing organisation, both sides of the border, ourselves and the RUC, and, and later the PSNI. And obviously, uh, you know, uh, the Troubles brought their own unique challenges on the border as well. Um, but throughout the years as well then, with the border, a number of events where on Gardaíochta Corner were called to the forefront, you know, such as the BSE patrols and restrictions in 1996, yes. the foot and mouth patrols in 2001, and obviously most recently the COVID pandemic. Mm. And like, who would have thought that you know on Gardaíochta Corner would have been restricting people's movements, you know, within two kilometres or you know dictating where they went, but. I think with all of those issues, Jerry, on Gardaí Corner weren't found wanting and we stepped up and we played our part uh, in any of those, uh, you know, national uh, incidents or pandemics. I'm just thinking before and after, and you're so right, I had to have a letter from here to allow me come yeah. to work. And you guys, I was stopped. I was. Yeah, we made numerous requests yeah, for letters who, to, who, just who to are allow you? people travel. Where are you going? And yeah. we were just given the exception because I'd be with, outside the distance here uh, yeah. before we couldn't travel at all because of the way things uh, unfolded. The other thing, their big events, what about the, 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 the major policing events, you know, special events that, that you had? You had a few of those as well, hadn't you? Yeah, yeah, I mean, there are so many of them, Jerry, and to get them all in here, yeah. I think it'd be impossible. But mm. I think in the Loud Division, We've had uh, a visit by uh, President Bill Clinton when he was actually serving president. He visited Dundalk. Mm. 
We also had a visit then since that, uh, Joe Biden as the vice president. Um, and, you know, back in 1979, we had the visit of Pope John Paul uh, to Drogheda. Mm. And there's a very interesting story behind that, Jerry. Just, um, I think Pope John Paul, uh, I think it's fair to say, he wasn't initially meant to come to Drogheda. But uh, the mother of Lord Mountbatten and a number, another atrocity in the north in around August 79, that changed the arrangements. So Drogheda, it was the southern point of the Archdiocese and Drogheda was selected uh, for the visit of Pope John Paul. And just to give you a flavour for that, the, the, the Garda response on the day, there were six chief superintendents, 16 superintendents, 14 inspectors, 209 sergeants, and 848 Gardaí for the visit of Pope John Paul to uh, Killineer mm. back in 1979. Like That's just an unbelievable... It was incredible. It really uh, was. ...commitment, yeah. And I remember being out there that day. I was there and, myself. Yeah, and it I was, was myself, just an yeah, incredible yeah. occasion. So it was an incredible occasion. Yeah, it really but was. But there, there you are playing your part in another big one. Also with the Gardaí, and this is fair to say, and it continues to today, you've big sporting connections with the... Oh, there's, region, there's don't you? unbelievable sporting connections. And I suppose on Gardaí Chicon as an organisation nationwide... Uh, you know, initially uh, in the in the uh, the older days of the organisation, the Gardaí lived in the stations. Mm. So they, you know, they they were they were even more involved maybe as, than they are now with local sporting organisations. But I suppose GAA soccer, rugby, athletics, um, GAA, for example, here with Loud, uh, there were a number of serving members of Gardaí Shikana on the panel of the Loud team that won the All Ireland in 1957. We wouldn't have won it without you. <laughs> you know that. Yeah, That's a the, fact. <laughs> you won the icing on the cake for us. Yeah, I, I, I can't name them all now, but I, I'm certainly aware of that. And I know, I just said to you before, when I come in there, Jerry, I actually got a very interesting photograph yesterday of the Drogheda District GAA team who took part in the first Cardinal O'Donnell Cup final in 1927. Now, I don't know how the match went, mm. but like 1927, and the Cardinal O'Donnell Cup is still going strong in County Loud, so yeah. it's a fantastic snippet. I have the photograph of the team. Terrific. Really unbelievable. Terrific. Now, uh, those are all real positives and all the great work you do, but sadly, loss loss of life has been a factor, and, and it's a factor in a guard's life nearly every day. They go on duty. Yeah, it is indeed, and definitely in the Loud division, uh, we've lost five members. Uh, you know, serving on Garda Shikhan and serving the people of Ireland and allowed in the course of their duty. Uh, Sergeant Patrick Paddy Morrissey in 1985, Detective Garda Agent Donoghue in 2013, Garda Tony Golden 2015. I mean, the three of those men were murdered in the course of their duties. Mm. And two other members, uh, Garda Des Dixon, who was a guard from Dublin, performing duties in the Dundalk area. He died as a result of a road traffic accident in 2001. And then Garda John Lally uh, in 1973. Uh, he was on a checkpoint uh, on the RD to Dundalk Road and uh, he was uh, injured on duty and subsequently died of his injuries. It's really fitting to mention those names here today and to remember them. It's totally fitting and I think uh, as part of our 100th anniversary celebrations I know across the country but definitely here in Loud uh, you know it's the intention of our Chief Superintendent and myself we will never uh, let those uh, Garda members their memories we'll never let them be forgotten and you know uh, 
we ha- we'll talk about our, our plans for next week but they, you know they will be their families will be play a big part in our 100th anniversary celebrations Absolutely uh, Sergeant Patrick Morrissey Detective Garda Adrian Donoghue Garda Tony Golden Garda Desmond Dixon and Garda John Lally we remember them all today and their families and the ones they've left behind and I just say may they rest in peace they lost their lives in the course of duty working on all our behalves to make life better and protect us Superintendent Andrew Waters from the Loud Division is with me and uh, marking a hundred years a century of Angarda Shia Khan and we're going to come to your events just in a moment just before we do a little bit of a look say at the national you know when you look at the, the national picture what what's the strength of Angarda Shiakana? You know, when you're talking about numbers, it started small. You know what I mean? Uh, but but there's big numbers of Garda involved now, isn't there? In in terms of serving members. Yeah, the the, the current strength of Angarda Shiakana, Jerry, at the moment is uh, Garda members. There are fourteen thousand three hundred and eighteen. We have three hundred ninety two Garda reserve members, and Garda staff who are the civilian staff that have served us so well in the hundred years and continue to serve us so well. We have 3,338 Garda civilian staff members uh, in Angarda Shikana. And just on a loud uh, base, that translates at the moment, Jerry, in the loud division uh, between Garda and Garda staff personnel, we have a total of 470 people in the loud division. Okay, yeah. And and needed with the population, may I say, and probably more with the way this uh, neck of the woods is actually uh, expanding. Yeah. It, it, when you look at the national picture, 89 Garda, you mentioned uh, our own five here in, in, in Louth, 89 Garda have lost their lives in the line of duty. That's correct, mm. yeah. That's, you know... It's a lot of men, isn't it? And um, I take it the mostly men that, that that probably the majority of that number are. You know what I mean? That have, have lost their lives in yeah. in the front line. Do you know when you talk about today the way policing has changed from the foundation estate? And I don't have to remind you. Sure, you look, you've been at the heart of this feud in Rada. That thank God you, you're on top of and and continue. I take it to work to be on top of oh, every yeah, day. We, yeah, we do indeed. But I'm saying yeah. to you, the the dangers. Come back to that. You're dealing with dangerous people at times, aren't you? Yeah. Very. Um, I, I mean, I, I've said this regularly, Jerry. I mean, I'm very confident in saying that we enjoy the support of the community generally, but there's always going to be presential people who will not comply with the law and are hell-bent on just bringing tragedy and misery into the communities across Ireland. And that's, you know, that's exactly what was the synonymous here in Drogheda. Um, a few, as you touched on, and just briefly, like, uh, certainly... I think we're a lot better off in Drogheda than we were certainly this time two years ago, three years ago. Um, we have a lot of our key players locked up. Uh, some of them are on the run and there's a number of big court cases still pending in the courts. But uh, I just can guarantee that the people of Drogheda uh, and you know this goes across the county of Loud but as well for, for any sort of, but for the feud in, uh, in particular there's no let up from Angarda Shikana in Drogheda and, you know, we're probably seeing that where you deal with maybe one or two groupings, there's always going to be another group waiting to come through and try and, you know, uh, take charge of the area. And, you know, that's what we're seeing. But I, I can tell you, we're not taking the foot off the, the foot is to the floor. Yeah? That's yeah. Uh, really, really encouraging to hear. Um, the new uniforms, you, you, your look is changing. <laughs> Well, you're, I say you're always dressed smartly yourself. What do you make? There's different opinions yeah. about this. What about the, the the women and men of the force themselves? How do they feel about it? 
I, I think by and large from uh, in Togden they're very pleased with it mm. and uh, you mean you're probably never going to please everybody when you when you change a uniform but uh, for the people on the ground it's it's much more flexible and much more operational user friendly you know when they're jumping walls or they're getting in and out of patrol cars etc and you know there's a lot of maybe commentary on the style of it etc but I think it's certainly I know it's certainly grown on me looking at the 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 men and women of Encarnacion kind of wearing the new uniform mm. and significant uh, lengths of service and there is a local link with Kelly's Town and Grange Bellew one of the longest serving uh, women in the force it, it, it comes from this area she is indeed and I, I suppose I was probably going to give her a call and advise her that this might come up today but uh, Chief Superintendent Terry McGinn who is the Chief Superintendent in the Donegal Division. She's the longest-serving female member in Ungardishie Connor at the moment. She has 40 years' service. And Terrific. Unbelievable. And mm. just when we're on the subject of, of women, Jerry, just uh, looking up, the, the first band Garda, as the female members were called back then, the band is gone now. Band, the band, that's, that's gone now. But the first band Garda to arrive in Drogheda Garda Station arrived in 1979, uh, Catherine O'Connell. She was the first. Yeah, the first band guard to arrive in Drogheda, yeah. Mm. But certainly Chief Superintendent Terry McGinn from the Grange Bayou area is currently the longest serving female member in the organisation. Mm. The pulse system, people know about that, came in in the 70s and revolutionised. You know, you moved into the computer age all over the country there. And I just see in the latest campaign, it just shows you what 11,000 people applied to join. Yeah, there's an unbelievable amount of people have applied uh, and I mean, I know I'm processing some of them on a, on a local yeah. basis as well. So, and from from uh, I suppose what's what's the, the change, Jerry? Now is that from uh, you know every nationality and every uh, you know ethnic background, we have people, and we're we're encouraging people from every ethnic group and every uh, you know culture to come forward and join on Gardaíochána, and certainly. The numbers are just unbelievable. So I think the I think the first group of the the new applications are I think they're in Templemore at the moment, uh, in training. Yeah, that's great to hear. The challenges are immense because we have in this area. You look at Dundalk, you look at Drogheda, you look at Midlothian, anywhere. It's a burgeoning county population-wise. There are more people coming to live here, more exactly. housing. There's a bigger challenge for you guys because you know the, the when everybody knew everybody. You know what I'm getting at? Yeah, oh, exactly. It's, yeah. it's, it's yeah, a bigger yeah. challenge for policing. Isn't well, it's it? a huge challenge, and even in your own individual neighbourhoods, you know, with yes. people moving in. Like whereas maybe 10, 15 years ago, you would have known probably 70, 80 percent of the people. Mm. It's possibly gone the other way now, and you might know as many. So yes, um, yeah, and and that all all presents challenges for policing. Uh, you know, in in the loud division. Yes, and and you're moving with the times and, and and addressing those challenges as well. Before time beats us, we've got to talk about what's happening uh, next week uh, to celebrate and mark the 100th anniversary of Angarashiakana here in Loud Tuesday. Drogheda kicks off. First, yeah. is it in Drogheda on Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah, we have a whole week of uh, events planned for next week, Jerry's Married the 100th anniversary. So in Drogheda next Tuesday, the 13th, at 10.30 a.m. within the Garda station, there is a, a wreath laying ceremony and a tree planting ceremony to mark the 100th anniversary. And then in the afternoon in the Barbican Centre, we have an exhibition. And, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of the material and it will really be encouraging members of the public to come along and have a look. Uh, old photographs, I mean, old photographs mm. uh, from the 20s, the 30s, right up to current photographs and old uniform, old memorabilia and we'll have 
uh, a number of speakers on today. Yeah, so that's um, the Barbican. It's opening at 12 noon and the guest speakers go on through the afternoon. And you're saying to the public, you're welcome to come they're along. They're welcome. There'll be light refreshments and drop in and say hello. And then on on the Wednesday then in the RD district, a similar event, tree, tree planting and a reed laying. Uh, and within the confines of RD Garda Station, Dundalk then on the 15th of the 9th, Dundalk uh, at 3pm, the Gardaí are marching from the town square up to the, the Garda station at the Crescent uh, with the Garda band and the Garda ceremonial unit. Terrific. Um, and then they also have uh, a similar service and they have their exhibition uh, of memorabilia uh, that evening. Six o'clock. Six o'clock, yeah. In the Oriel yeah. Centre. Yeah, that's, that's behind. That's beside the Garda behind Station. Behind the Garda I know Station. it is there, right? Exactly, yeah, it, yeah, 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 yeah. And again, guest speakers there. And that's open to the public. And then uh, to round off the week on Friday, that's Friday week the 16th, you're having a very special commemorative celebration. Yeah, yeah. This, this is, I suppose, uh, it's, it's, a, it's the highlight of the week, I think it's probably fair to say that, uh, we want to acknowledge every serving member and retired members and, you know, families of deceased members. And uh, on the Friday night in the Fairways Hotel, there will be a, a medal giving ceremony for, you know, for members of, of the, the Garda members of the organisation. And there'll be a commemorative coin presented to the Garda staff, civilian members, both serving and retired. Terrific. So that's in uh, the Fairways Hotel to round off the week on Friday the 16th at 7 o'clock. Lots going on. A hundred years is a very, very special time, I have to say. And for yourself, you know, do you remember you, you remember your own recruitment and your own long career? Yeah. Oh, do I do, you I reflect do on that? I, at this time? I remember the very day I walked in the gates of Templemore. Do you? Uh, and there was a there was a guard there videoing all of the new recruits arriving and my uncle had dropped me down and funny story, I suppose, he took a day sick off work and when he saw the camera he thought it was RTE and he actually he went back to the car, he didn't want to be caught on camera but I remember it well, uh, 10th of December 1986, 36 years ago. My. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of changes uh, since that. I've served in a lot of areas myself, but I came to Loud in 2015, and the Loud division is a really fantastic division. Really fantastic people, fantastic history, uh, the great connection with the retired members of the force, and I think that's hugely important that we keep that. Um, and, you know, I, I meet with them, and the superintendent talk meets with them, just keep in touch with them because yeah. there's a wealth of experience of and history there. And, you know, we we need to keep that bond there. Congratulations, may I say to you, and, and address that to everybody in the force in Louth, Meath, the North East and right through the country for a hundred wonderful years. And for all you've done to keep law and order, protect us and deal with the evolving situations that become more difficult, as we've seen in recent times. Thank you to you all, and we remember all those who lost and gave their lives for all of us. Thank you for joining me on the show today, Thank you uh, Andrew Waters. Really it's been it. a Thank real you. pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Bidon. Thank you. Listen up, Apple fans. Big announcements all round in the last number of hours. Apple have revealed their new suite for uh, late 2022 and beyond. And we just go to one man. He is the man behind businesstechhelp.net, Declan Bailey. Good afternoon. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. Thanks again. I appreciate it, uh, you joining us on the show. So let's just rock into what uh, was announced by Apple in recent hours. Can we begin with the uh, little earpieces, the AirPods, Declan? New ones? Yeah, new ones. The AirPods Pro. 
Uh, now, they come in at a hefty price, €299, Euros, but they're their flagship uh, earpiece. So they've got this new H2 chip, which delivers even smarter noise cancellation, because that's very important now with headphones, noise cancellation, so you can't hear kind of what's going on around you, so you can just hear the music. The battery life is better. So the main thing for me that always drove me mad with these AirPods is how you touch onto the next song or higher and lower the volume. Mm. So the volume was always a big thing. Now they have done with the actual stem of the AirPod, you can just slide your finger up and down for the volume, which is brilliant. Yes, because it could be fiddly. It could be fiddly. Fiddly. Yes. So they've improved that in your book. Yes, absolutely. And the battery life's improved for six hours listening time. But now with the case, that can give you a total of 30 hours. And the big thing with the case now as well is you can actually charge it. If you have an Apple Watch, you can use that charger. Or if you have a MagSafe charger for your MacBook, you can use that charger now as well. Plus, they've integrated a new UI chip. So you know the way with your Find My app, you can find your phone, you can find your MacBook. If you've got an AirTag, you can find that. Well, now you'll be able to find the case if you misplace the case. So you'll be able to find that. And there's a little kind of a hook on the side of it that you can attach a lanyard because it was just like the little case in your hand in your pocket. Lanyard is a great idea. Yeah, terrific. So two ninety nine, a bit pricey, but certainly better than its predecessor. Mm, yeah, the spec is very good on it. Yeah. New AirPods Pro two ninety nine they come in at. You mentioned the watch there and there is a new watch series eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a new watch. So, again, the prices start from €499, Euro, but they have, which they introduced a few years ago, a kind of entry-level model, the Watch SE, and that starts at 299 So if you want to get into the watch, you can get in at 299 mm. The thing with the new watch, slightly larger display, so that the sides are kind of curved, so it's more of a display. The display kind of finishes near the edge of the actual watch. There's a new body sensor in it as well that improves the battery life. The watch now features, this is a, I think this is just an absolutely fantastic thing. And this is going to be in the watch and it's going to be in the iPhone as well. It's got crash detection. So essentially, if you are driving along in a car and you have a crash, the watch or your iPhone, if you don't own a watch and you own the iPhone, that detects that you've been in a crash. And in other way, like you see them all the time on the television, especially these slow, slowed down crashes, yeah. where if you have a phone, even if it's in a cradle on the dashboard, the phone ends up somewhere in the car. Mm. But the other thing as well is that if you're knocked out unconscious in the car, the phone realizes it's been in a crash and it will ring 911. It will ring your emergency contacts as well. So that's a fantastic feature to have, I think. Yes, it is. It's a massive, massive addition. Now, there is a, a Watch Ultra, which, what are you talking about? Nearly a grand yeah. for this one. Mm, this is brand new now. They've, they've never done something like this. This is a brand new thing. They've been working on this for the last three to four years. It's about 1,000 euros, but it's aimed at outdoorsy people. Mm. So anybody with the outdoors, and even extreme outdoors, well, more so extreme outdoors, in the ad, it shows more extreme outdoors. There's a new 49mm screen size, so it's the biggest watch they have. But the spec on it, it's got 100 metre water resistance. It's swim-proof. It's got dive classification on it, so you can actually dive down in the ocean. It's got a depth gauge, and it's got a water temperature sensor. So it can sense the water. If it's getting too cold for you, it will alert you which, again, is fantastic. 
there's a new customizable side button on it. So as opposed to the rocker, there's a side button that you can customize so you can press it to get whatever kind of information you want up on the screen at any given time. Mm. Um, the other thing as well is that they've introduced it's this always on retina display, but it's up to 2000 nits. So that's brightness. So it's extremely bright. So in any kind of sunlight, what they showed as well, people in snow, because you know when snow it's white, yes. it's very hard to see anything. And like I say, the spec is titanium casing. It's absolutely fantastic. Comes in four colours, midnight, starlight, silver and red. But yeah, 999, it's a bit pricey. But like I say, I think this is, wow. And one other thing it has as well, which again, if you think you're stranded somewhere, a rock face or something and people are looking for you, it's got an 86 decibel siren that you can activate to attract attention. And that's another really welcome safety feature, I have to say, mm-hmm. that thinking about this all the time, that's terrific yes. to hear. So the Entry Watch 299, the new Series 8499, and the Ultra, which is bells and whistles from 999, mm-hmm. as Declan mm-hmm. said there. So there's three new options there. Now let's hop on to the iPhone itself, the iPhone 14. And mm-hmm. uh, there are a couple of uh, variations on this mm-hmm. one as well, aren't there? Yeah, now this is very interesting because this is the first time Apple have done something like this on the new variant. So there's iPhone 14, but in the entry level, they have a new plus version. So that gives you a 6.7 inch screen. You could really only get that in the Pro Max version, which gave you the bigger screen, but now they have let it in the entry level. But what they've done this year is they really haven't spec'd out the 14. There's slight little bumps in spec, but they've kept the full 180 degree turnaround in spec for the 14 Pro. But anyway, the 14 starts off, it's gotten dearer, which everyone was expecting anyway. Mm. So it's 100 euros dearer than last year, so it's 1,029 euro for the entry level one. So no chip update, still got the A15, but now you have two different sizes, which is the big thing, the plus, the 6.7 inch screen. That will start off at 1,179, so another 150 euros dearer. This phone, obviously, they have this crash detection in it. So that's the big jump up from the 13. And uh, slightly just better core in it, the Core i5 in it. It's just a bit of a spec bump in the camera as well, but nothing really from the 13. Mm. They kept it for the 14 Pro. And the battery life with that one is improved, is it? Slightly Slightly, improved. Slightly on that one. But but really what you're pointing to, Declan, and I hear it coming already, you're absolutely pointing to the iPhone 14 Pro, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, again, this is going up in price. So the starting price is €1,339 mm. for the Pro. And then the Pro Max, which is the 6.7-inch screen, is €1,489 entry level price. So th- they are pricey. Pricey, yeah. This has all the changes. Right. And the big change, because this has been tethered around for the last six months, you can see renders all throughout the internet, what Apple were going to do with the notch. So you know the top of the phone with a little cutout notch where they have the FaceTime camera and a couple of sensors in it. That notch drove people mad. And everyone was saying they're going to get rid of the notch or they're going to make it smaller. But on the 14, they didn't. It's the same as the 13. But on this new 14 Pro, they've something called Dynamic Island. So again, this is a totally new thing that they say they've been working on for the last year and it's going to be an iconic thing for this model. So essentially what it is, the notch is effectively still there but if you just look at the phone when it's standing still, you notice that it's a little bit smaller and it's slightly detached from the top of the phone but the thing with this is if you are sitting there and you're looking at your phone, 
and this has happened you know to everybody you're looking at your phone you're doing something on it and a call comes in so the call the whole screen takes over or you get a bottom thing something happens to distract you from that with this new dynamic island this takes over all your notifications so when a call comes in this grows bigger and lets you know that there's a call coming and you can press the accept button on that but right across the whole system any notification this thing changes Okay. If you're playing music and you swipe up the music, the music will swipe up into this dynamic island. So you can actually see what's been played and you can control the different bits and pieces in this top notch. It's extraordinary looking when you see it working. Yeah. But yeah, this is a game changer again. I, I've never seen anything like this on a phone. Okay, so you really like this. This is, yes. this is something definitely new and a real plus point. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely, yeah. because people, you know, with notifications, they can drive you mad. Yes. But they've really done a fantastic job on this, and it's it's seamless. It works extremely well. Now, again, to get all this working, they have put in a new chip, so it's the A16 Bionic chip. They've, got, they've brightened the screen up, and they have added always-on functionality. So you know you're sitting at your desk, and the phone is sitting to your side. So after a few seconds or whatever where you have it set up, the, the screen goes dead, so it's black. Yeah. So if you want to tell the time, depending on the model, you'd have to touch a button or you touch the screen. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm doing up. it here as you speak. It's sitting beside me. I'm, I'm right. doing it. Okay, go on. Well, that's gone now. Okay. So you can just glance over at your phone, and there's just a slight little light there at the, uh, over the screen, so you can actually see notifications, the time, the days, the usual kind of stuff. Okay. Good. So it's always on display. Like that, like that. So that's fantastic. But they've integrated with this 16 chip, so it doesn't take from battery life. Well, that's what they're saying. Yeah, that's important, because that's why it dims, and you know, you're always trying to save the battery. So they're yes. saying this has no impact. No impact at all, no. Good. No, now, no. the camera system, what about it on this one? Yes. And again, the camera has, hasn't changed for, I think, the last five, six years. This one has changed now. So it's a 48 megapixel quad camera on it. So again, uh, you know, they're, they're just taking the, 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 the camera on the iPhone is one of the best out there at the moment. But this now they've taken it to a new level. And again, a larger sensor, so it's much better in low light because everybody gives out a bit low light photos. You know, when you get mm. anything a little bit dark, the photos are dreadful and video as well. But this again is going to add to the low light capability of the phone. 65% larger sensor. But I think for me, it's just the overall improvement but there's one big thing that they have in it. So again, depending on how you're using your phone, I would use my phone for a lot of video, mm. and it has one of the best stabilization systems out there anyway. But if you start jogging or moving anyway quickly, or running certainly, you do see that the phone jumps around. But they've got this new action mode now, where they've, I don't know how they've done it, but they've taken the stabilization down, that you can hardly even know that you would be running if you look back at the video. <laughs> it's really fantastic what they've done with it. It's terrific. It really is. So you're really impressed uh, by this. Uh, mm. Again, crash detection is there and emergency yeah. SOS using satellite connectivity. Yeah, this is a thing now, again, that they've been working on, but this is a thing that's only going to be pushed out to the US for the moment. So again, aimed at outdoor people, and let's say for argument's sake, and you hear it all the time, People go climbing wherever and the weather turns or something happens and they get lost or they get disoriented, whatever happens, yeah. or somebody has a fall mm. and you have no signal. Mm. So you know the way you see people walking around holding the phone up yes. in the sky yes. looking around for signal. You have no signal. So with that, you can activate what's called satellite signal on it. 
So what happens then is you just slowly make a circle, a 360-degree circle, until the phone picks up a satellite. So this is a satellite dish in the sky. It picks that up, and once it's hooked onto that, you'll be able to send a message, a text message. Brilliant. Oh, so like that's again fantastic. Oh, unbelievable, and another reassuring aspect of mm. it. New colour options as well there, and yeah. you know you're talking about something else. One thousand four hundred and eighty nine. Worth it, worth it, Declan. Yeah, you know, I, I suppose it's like anything. For argument's sake, if I said to you, if somebody you knew was involved in the crash, and if they had been able to make a call, would it have made a difference? Yes. But then the fourteen hundred euros is worth it. It's small. If you're stuck money. at the top of the mountain. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. So what's fourteen hundred eighty nine euros when you're in that situation? Mm, Declan Bailey is excited with the new iPhone fourteen Pro Max for sure, and all else that's happening there. Listen, you're brilliant. You've taken us through everything there, and we can really get a feel for what is there now and I'm sure uh, Apple are looking at uh, selling lots of these uh, from mm. when, when, when they're released and, and when they come on stream which they will be shortly won't they? They're available to order today and a lot of the stuff has been released on the 16th so you'll be able to get delivery on the 16th Brilliant Declan you're so good thank you for joining us again on the okay, show Jerry. Take care. Businesstechhelp.net Businesstechhelp.net If you need help with technology Declan Bailey's your man Good job Louise knew that song. She told me you're not to speak until he says those last words. Albuquerque. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> Good try. <laughs> um, anyways, my birthday yesterday, Louise. What a lovely touch last night. Brian Keelan. I wanted to give a big shout out to Brian. He is my taxi man. He's the man who collects me whenever I need collecting. Left me home last night and said, it's your birthday today, isn't it? I was listening this afternoon. He says, that's on me tonight. Ah, oh, taxi drivers rock. Brian, Brian Keelan. Thank you so much, Brian. I really appreciate it. Lovely little touch like that. Just means mm. so much, I have to say. Thanks, Brian. Really appreciate it. And thanks to everybody for all the good wishes. It's a local taxi fare now, anyway. God almighty now. A long time since I got a taxi. It's, it's a few euro, you know what I mean? But you look at their, their diesel and petrol and everything is Oh, up, no, understandable. You know I just want Yeah, yeah. Actually, we'll, we'll, we'll check that out. So we will for sure. I suppose it depends on the distance you're going as well. But listen, it's well water where you need to get home in a hurry. Yeah. And you have plantar fasciitis, fasciitis, fasciitis in your foot <laughs> and you can't walk that distance. Anyway, uh, what about the Queen? I'd say it's looking grave. Did you see the picture of her as she handed the seal of office mm. to Liz Truss? Yeah. Oh God, still almighty. smiling. Though. She was smiling, but mm. she looks so frail and so tiny. And I see the family have been called to yeah. Balmoral, which doesn't really all no. go well. You know, it's um, it's not looking good for her now. She's rallied in the past for sure, but. By God, there'll be some news if, if the Queen does pass away. That will certainly Glued dominate the TV sets. Yes, and and people will in this country, even though people, you know, have no time for royalty and the royal family. I understand that as well, but they have a huge. I always say it; they have a huge following here in Ireland. I they like really it. do. Yeah, and many, many people do. Many many pictures people do. of her up on BBC of um, unseen footage of her, you know, as a younger mm. lady, and oh, she's beautiful. She's a beautiful smile. Oh, listen, and uh, you must think she's what ninety six now mm. and ninety seven next birthday as well. And she misses the husband since Philip died. You know, it, I'd say it's been a big a blow rock. to her. Absolutely. 
absolutely. I think it's time for this, is it? On Late Lunch. The Late Lunch Artist of the Week. Artist of the Week. It's Gilbert O'Sullivan this week and for five years, from 1970 to 74 inclusive, Gilbert enjoyed consistent success on the MAM record label, which was owned by Gordon Mills. Seven top 10 UK singles, four top 10 albums with similar success across the pond in the USA on the charts there. Around the world, he was so popular, but as the 70s rolled on, his prolific success slowed considerably and a dispute arose with his label and Mills over how much money his songs had earned and Gilbert's cut of the action. The dispute ended up in court, but it took several years until it was resolved, which greatly impacted on Gilbert's career. He took a five-year hiatus before returning to his old label, CBS, and releasing the album Off Centre in 1980. In May of 1982, the courts finally came to a decision and awarded Gilbert O'Sullivan, listen to this, £7 million in damages for the monies he had not received from MAM Records for his music. If that were today, worked it out, it would be worth £28 of a settlement today. Incredible, isn't it? A victory, yes, at the time, but he released no new music between 83 and 86, saying that the case left him unable to find a manager to work with him and no record label would take his songs either. Shocking, wasn't it? And boy, could Gilbert O'Sullivan write, record and release some wonderful music. Just like this. As if something somewhere had happened to me which I couldn't see God, it's the songs you can't speak over till the end of on late lunch today. Prefab Sprout earlier on and Claire from my Artist of the Week just now. I just remembered not to say a word there. That's beautiful at the end, isn't it? Number one for two weeks in 72 in the UK and a big number two in the United States for my Artist of the Week, Gilbert O'Sullivan. And we'll bring the curtain down on his story and music on late lunch tomorrow afternoon. While we were on air this afternoon at two o'clock, yes, the emails began pinging into inboxes across the northeast from the central applications office yes the caos are out and it goes without saying it's been a stressful senior cycle for all students you'd covid the leaving and now a final decision to be made so what should students do i'm delighted to say we're joined again by dennis leonard principal of dunboyne college of further education and career guidance counselor afternoon dennis how are you, Jerry? Always good to talk to you. How and, are you keeping? and I'm keeping well and always good to talk to you too, especially on this day. Yes, they're pinging into the inboxes. What, what have students got today, Dennis? Well, basically, the CAO first round offers are out today and normally they're out around the 19th or 20th of August. But of course, with COVID the last two years, they've been pushed into September. So students had to wait that little bit longer to find out 
what was happening. There's 84,000 applicants for CAO, about 46,000 of them are doing the Leave Insert this year. There's a whole lot of PLC students in that mix as well, plus the students from past years and uh, mature students. So people generally today uh, who are getting an offer may even get two offers, one for a level eight course, one for a level seven, but they won't get any more than one. And it may not necessarily be their first tra- their first choice, but they hopefully everyone got an offer of some description. And if they didn't, there are loads of other options we can talk about in a few minutes. So uh, really, it's, it's an exciting day for people after the results last Friday. They're waiting on that offer. And uh, many people... People, you know, will be getting an offer. It may not be their first choice. And I've talked to people for years who got their second, third or fourth or fifth choice and were quite happy to get it and ended up having a course maybe they prefer it better than their first choice because that's that's the way life goes. If it's not, if, it, if it's for you, it won't pass you, I would say. Oh, that's a, a true saying indeed. Now, if you didn't get an offer, should you panic? What should you do? No, no. I mean, you can talk to your guidance counsellor. There are second round offers, third round, fourth round. You know, there are many offers still coming out. There is obviously the option of, of enrolling in PLC programs, apprenticeships, traineeships. You know, there are many different options. And sometimes people decide to, you know, take a gap year. Not everyone accepts their offer. You have a few days to accept it. Uh, but you may decide to defer your offer and maybe come back to go to college next year or maybe do something in the meantime, maybe work for the year or maybe do a, a post-Evenser program like ours in, in Dunboyne or Diffie or Ophie Colleges and now Mead. There are so many options out there. But over the coming days, you need to review your offer, check out the course and to make sure that it's the one that you had number one and that you, you know that that's the, the offer that you got or maybe it's two three or four but by all means accept that offer if if it's you know the second third or fourth on your list because sometimes what happens is you get your second choice and then a couple of weeks later you get your first at that point you can move into that but there's no guarantee that'll happen so they always say it's like points in the bag you make sure that you accept the offer that's there it was obviously something you put in your ceo for a reason something you want to do so look at it it, it it really means that, you know, have a think about it, but you only have a few days to accept. And um, it's, it's always possible that you'll get something else down the line. But it's always say, accept the offer that you get today if that's what you want. If it's your number two offer, fine. You may get the number one in due course. So even if it's beyond two, say a three, four or five, and it's the first offer you get, accept that. And that doesn't preclude you opting for a higher option in the next round of the one after. You know, technically, you could get your fourth choice today yeah. and get your third choice in round two and get your second choice in round three and your first choice in a, in a subsequent round. Run, you know, so you never know what will happen. And also, with the points over the last years have been because of predicted grade last year, the points are, you know, quite high, you know, for an awful lot of courses. So sometimes, you know, people say, well, you know, I got enough points, but I didn't seem to get the course. That because something called random selection actually happens. So you could be on the exact right amount of points for your course, but there might be, you know, 25 places left on that course and there's 50 people in. The numbers are randomly selected from the computer and those are the people that get it. But then there's a very good chance in round two or three you might get it because you are on the points. And if not everyone accepts it higher than you, then obviously those places become vacant. And I wouldn't be blinded by points either, Jerry, because mm. sometimes people say, oh God, you know, that point, that course is 550, it must be better than the one that's 450 or 350. You know, if you might go to Trinity College, it might be 20 or 30 places in the course. You might go to Maynooth, you know, to do, you know, first arts, there could be 1,500 places. You know what I mean? Yes. And some of the bigger colleges are set up differently. The more modern colleges have big lecture theatres. They can take more into first year and progress them along. And that, that doesn't mean that course is any less of a value. It just means there might be more places in that course. So therefore, the you know, the 500th place on that course is, is going to come in at much lower points than maybe the 50th 
choice on the 50th place on a course which has very few places on it. Now, people are, and uh, we've heard this already, and, and they're only out since two o'clock, but it's on the, the grapevine, uh, saying that they have the points and they should have got an offer, but they didn't. Why is that? That's because, you know, uh, when, when points stop, like they could be, say, for instance, keep the number simple, you could have 100 places on a course and maybe, you know, what happens is that in the points just above you, 95 places have been given out and then it comes to your points set and there could be 20 of you who are on that set of points. But now there's only five more places left in that course. So those people go into random selection, they go into the computers like the balls on the lotto, they go in and five people come out and 15 people, even though they have the points, are not going to get an offer in this round one. But as I said, that would easily mean that if you're on the points already, that an offer may come in round two or three. But you're better off if that happens, accepting your second choice or third choice, whatever's lower than that, accepting that because that's something you definitely have. And also, don't forget, you might have an offer on the level seven side, which could be an ordinary degree, which if you stay an extra year in college can turn into an honours degree. And most of the ITs now around the country are actually technical universities, so you're still going to come out with a university degree with a lot of, with a lot of ordinary degrees that can eventually turn into, uh, you know, honours degrees. And like I said earlier, don't forget we have all of the post-Leavenser courses out there, like in Dunboyne, in Drogheda, Diffie there beside you, and up in Elfie, which have, you know, a lot of those people who did those courses have been offered their place already in round zero. They're, they've got their offers before today, but a good percentage of them will also be getting offers today in the, in the IT colleges and technical universities. They give out their offers on their courses the same day as the Leavenserts. So people who did PLC courses would be getting, who might have got offers in August are now getting ones in September as well. So uh, there's a lot of different offers out there. And for somebody who may defer, they may have something to do for a year, take a gap year or whatever. Once you accept an offer or you defer that, you don't accept that, you defer, is that offer on the table then in 12 months' time? Absolutely. But when you fill out the CAO next year, it's very important you only put that course code on your CAO. Right. Once you put more than one course down next year, you're back in the whole process of points and who got what, whatever else. So they're guaranteeing you that place next year on that course once it's the only... You still fill out the CAO next, next, before next 1st of February, but you only put that course down, nothing else, and then you are guaranteed a place in that course because you are, you, your, your name is there in the college for someone who has a deferred place. Or you may decide to go back in two years or whatever, whatever it is, but whenever you decide to, to go back... If you put only that choice down, now you have to obviously contact the college each year, make sure they're allowing you to defer. But that's all, all that information is on the email you would have got today. So it's very important you read all of that email, read all the information so you can decide on what you're accepting, decide on if you're deferring or decide, look, I might go next year, I might do, you know, further education course for the year. You know, the ETBs have loads of different courses, you know, and if you don't want to go the CEO route at all, you've changed your mind, even though you filled out the form, you might want to do a traineeship or apprenticeship. There's going to be loads of them opening right across Louth and Mead in the coming years with many new announcements by Simon Harris. We made great announcements in Diffie during the week and it's going to make other ones in the coming weeks about apprenticeships there in Drogheda. So, like, there's loads of different options there for people. Dennis, you're great as always. Thank you for joining us with uh, the offers hot off the press. And don't worry, there's round two and beyond to come over the coming weeks. I'm sure we'll be back to you. Thank you, Dennis. 
Uh, absolutely. And I should just say, Jerry, before you go, that most fees are 3000 for the year, but Simon Harris is talking about reducing that in the budget in a couple of weeks. And all PLC courses are 200 each. So it's becoming and hopefully a little bit less expensive and more affordable to go to college going that forward. That is an important message to get out there. Talk to you soon, Dennis. Take care. Okay, take care, Jerry. All the best. Bye-bye. 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 Dennis Leonard there, Principal of Dunboyne College of Further Education and Career Guidance Counselor. Don't panic, Mr. Mannering, as the old saying says. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive here on LMFM Radio. Stay with us tomorrow, Friday, on the show. Bobby McCormick from Development Perspectives is joining us in the context of the energy crisis and world crisis. We have your comedy TV theme. Are the lights out this Christmas? We'll be joined by somebody who has a massive display every year. What is she going to do? And we'll be talking about World Suicide Prevention Day, which is on Saturday. And one other thing, it's sport, Jim, but not as we know it tomorrow. You'll have to join us to find out what that's all about. See you at 1.30 Friday. Bye. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or book a new showroom appointment on 87 It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.